0: FM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury, and welcome to Tech Talk this morning. In the studio with me today is a former colleague uh, and, and a friend. His name is Harith Kameral. Uh, he is the organizer of Eve KL, uh, an event that is happening Harith on the fourteenth, I believe, of October. Fourteenth, fifteenth October. Yeah, fourteenth and fifteenth of October. Uh, for people that uh, are interested, of course, in Ethereum and its use cases, and not everything to do with price. Hopefully very little. Very little. Although you know these crypto (laughs) heads will want to speak about price and things. But we'll we'll get to that a little bit later on. (laughs) But for folks tuning in who may be interested in this event, um, tell us a little bit about it and why you decided to
1: organize it. So um, kind of the short enough story is that uh, we, a bunch of us in this space, we think that Malaysia is an ideal place for uh, any builder of uh, new projects or new companies for the future to base their work out of. Um, There are a lot of people in the West who are migrating to Asia um, and they might think of places like Singapore or Tokyo or Seoul, but these places are extremely expensive. And a lot of the people in the Web3 space uh, there have made it already. Mm. So they lack the hunger and the um, the drive. Uh, there are cities like um, KL, Bangkok and Ho Chi Minh who are kind of a bit cheaper to live in. And a lot of, um, there are a lot of young hungry people. And out of these, uh, we think that KL has a lot of advantages because the city infrastructure is very well developed and people speak English. Mm. And when it comes to this blockchains or Web3, that is an active community that we've been running for the last five years mm. so you get to build and meet a lot of other people in this space
0: so I was speaking just this morning to a, a, a VC and, and he was saying that um, one of the problems that Malaysia has right now in terms of mindset is that younger people or startups or whatever particularly when it comes to tech startups are not hungry enough here in Malaysia would you agree with that or disagree with that clearly what you're saying <laughs> is that there are very hungry people here
1: Um, I think there are a lot of hungry people but unfortunately a lot of them don't see Malaysia as a Uh, place for them to grow. Uh, These hungry people would end up going to places like Singapore or or sort of other countries in Europe or the US. Mm. Um, And what you're left with in Malaysia are the people who don't have that hunger. So what we're trying to do is to change that mindset to show them that there is a lot of opportunity if they were to build out of Malaysia. Mm. And that starts with people like us.
0: Well, let's talk about some of those uh, ideas and the adoption, adoption rather, I guess, of um, Ethereum-based technology here and how they're being developed by by some of the local companies can you just give me a couple of use cases
1: perhaps um, so there are actually two huge companies in the uh, cryptocurrency or blockchain space uh, etherscan and coingecko both of these are well have, known yeah in well if you are in the space yeah. you know uh, they have like hundreds of millions of users but yeah. um, probably almost all the users are not from Malaysia Uh, but if you talk to the average Malaysian they wouldn't know that these companies exist Mm. so um, Etherscan is what's called a block explorer so it's like a search engine for anything that you're doing on blockchains such as Ethereum Um, whereas CoinGecko is like a price aggregator so you can see the prices of different coins Mm -hmm. now um Let's talk a little bit about
0: your involvement with this as well, because clearly, I remember a few years ago, years ago, talking to you about you know cryptocurrency, and we were both excited at the same time. You went off and pursued it pretty much full time, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm just like a, a kind of a fanboy cheering from from the the, the you know the sidelines as it is. What int- I mean, obviously, this kind of the reason I'm asking you this is because your interest in this and your passion for this has helped drive this event. Clearly, what is it about the technology that appeals to you to a degree that you've decided to not just organize this once, but a, f- a few
1: times now? Uh, so maybe on a personal level And this is just my story uh, Maybe not for others um, So I worked in corporate uh, insurance uh, After I left BFM mm. And uh, when you're working in a huge corporation um, And in a field like insurance The it feels, at least personally to me, that uh, the kinds of people who actually need the product are not the ones that are being sold the product, um, so they're not getting the uh, advantages of the um, of the insurance. Mm-hmm. And I f- heard about this blockchain thing maybe uh, five or six years ago, um, and it promises this uh, world where you know you can create your own. Um, decentralized forms of insurance, your own community-based insurance, uh, and then you can uh, create a product or create a, a structure that the normal people can benefit from, mm. uh, even if you're not like well-connected or or have uh, huge pockets. I, I, f- I think you touched on a word there,
0: that the word promise. You know that I think people who are maybe crypto-skeptical hear that word a lot, and they don't see enough. You know, how do you kind
1: of when you're talking to people about this? How, how do you kind of get over that promise? Um, I think it's fair that there's all this uh, skepticism, and when you see a lot of the stuff that gets shared on uh, in the media, uh, those are more kind of speculative. They focus on how you can make money. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all uh, it's all gambling, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but if you look deeper into the space, um, it's it's kind of cliche, but I like to equate it with like 90s era internet. Like you can't build Facebook yet at that time because Mm -hmm. the technology wasn't ready. So I would say you can't build a lot of the promised use cases um, that blockchain can deliver today with the current uh, technology. Uh, It needs to be able to scale a lot more. Uh, It needs to be able to, to deliver a lot on its promises. And uh, what I would say is if there are any young builders out there, um, the key thing for you is to get proficiency in this space to understand how it works and and build out on these new innovations that's happening mm. and then when it's ready you can you know become the Mark Zuckerberg of your generation uh,
0: what a nice thought <laughs> tell, tell me about then the event itself and how do you plan to kind of make it conducive for networking and how do you how are you going to help one another out it is a community event right yeah you know for people that haven't been to one of these things before just kind of explain it and you know kind of explore it I guess for people who are listening
1: So, as you said, it's a community. So, we've been running meetups for the last five years. Uh, Even throughout COVID, uh, we did it online on Zoom. Um, So, there's a bunch of people who are very welcoming, very friendly. And I hope this comes across even at a bigger scale. Uh, There are some of these smartest, most hardworking, uh, most sharing and giving kind of people Mm. who would love to share about any of their knowledge. Um, For the conference itself it comes with a hackathon so if you are a developer or programmer already or maybe a designer or product manager uh, you can join the uh, hackathon and that will be like jumping into the deep end and that's the best way to learn and for those who are not uh, just joining meeting people um even if you don't understand the talks a hundred percent just chatting with people outside uh, they can help to explain to you uh, what some of these things are mm. and um yeah, from just that, having smart people be in a room together, uh, a lot of magic can happen, is what we found. Yeah. And that's what we want to try and see happen in 14, 15 October.
0: Tell me about some of the, the topics that you've kind of chosen to uh, approach. And uh, how did you decide on the topics that you want to have represented on that day, uh, on on the days there?
1: So... Again, we have a community and there's a lot of interest that's been building up uh, over time. Uh, One really cool thing that we've done is uh, there's one track, uh, I think on the Saturday is what we're planning. Uh, It's just about this technology called Zero Knowledge Proofs. It's this moon math thing that um, kind of is very crazy and out there, but it potentially can uh, have huge impact to the real world. And a bunch of people in the community Malaysians who are exploring this and who want to learn and we got uh, some of the smartest researchers from places like Ethereum Foundation who are spending all their time on on researching and like pushing out the frontiers of this technology. Uh, so that's something that's really cool although probably a bit more nerdy than the average person uh, <laughs> would like. Um, we also have um, so another track that is also a bit nerdy is uh, on scaling. As I mentioned earlier, there's a bunch of uh, work or research being done on how to scale technologies such as Ethereum so that you can have mass adoption. Uh, so there's a whole track there as well. And then we have uh, two tracks uh, on a Saturday and Sunday where it's a bit more uh, user facing. So uh, for example, we have a panel about UI UX in Web3 and how that's different from uh, the web two that most people are familiar with um, there are things about how to use wallets um, the current uh, sort of trends in the ecosystem mm-hmm. um, yeah so those are generally the tracks that we have so there's a bit for everything for anybody really yeah I would love to have done like a 101 for people who are completely new to the space uh, but this is the first time we're doing the event at this scale and yeah. you know everyone's doing it as a volunteer so we don't want to like uh, stretch ourselves too much Sure uh, Maybe in the next Version that we do We can have like A whole 101 So that you can come in Know nothing about it And then come back At the end of the day And you at least have The, the right uh, basics All right. About what this space is
0: Hold that thought uh, Folks I'm in the studio Of course with Harith Cameron. He is the organizer Of Eve KL More stuff coming about this uh, A little bit later on After the break here On Tech Talk On BFM 89.9 The Business Station 40 something millionaires. BFM
1: 89.9.
0: BFM 89.9, the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm in the studio with Harith Kamarul, uh, the organizer of ETHKL. Uh, Harith, um, you mentioned the hackathon earlier on as well. And of course, um, getting involved in a hackathon, generally for most people, uh, can be a bit daunting, uh, and it's not the kind of thing that you uh, will get into if you're a beginner. You need to have a little bit of knowledge. Some people might, but you, you need a bit of knowledge, right? How does this uh, component kind of contribute to your goals of nurturing talent and innovation in, in the blockchain space? Are you, are you
1: using it as a kind of farm almost? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Well What I would say though uh, First thing is that um, Hackathons are more intimidating Than they actually are If you try it Once you're Uh, in it It's okay Yeah And and we have like uh, Ways for people to meet uh, Their team members Mm. So even if you're not A technical person Um, I'm not a technical person Uh, I've joined hackathons before and what you'll find is a lot of the times uh, some developers or programmers might not be able to do things like uh, figure out uh, an end use case or the design or be able to pitch uh, what they're doing. So there's a lot of contributions that people can make. And it's
0: not just for programmers is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think a lot of it is just that mental block of like, it sounds very scary, a hackathon, mm. uh, but once you join it, and even if you don't actually end up um, winning a prize, then at least you've learned something. Mm. And what we found actually is that... Um, for example, there's a community member uh, from ETKL. Uh, he's this young... Uh, at the time, he was still a student in university. He didn't know much, although he was studying computer science. Uh, and he was kind of like scared of, of going into all this stuff. But uh, we got him in to meet uh, other community members and he joined hackathons. Uh, so a bunch of people in the community join hackathons online or even fly to different parts of the world. Um, and at first, he wasn't uh, contributing that much. But now, after a few times, he's the one that's actually bringing his friends and he's the one that's kind of carrying them Mm. uh, in these hackathons. So, uh, especially in the Web3 space, um, what we found is that you can start from almost nothing and maybe even in just six months or a year, you could be uh, almost an expert in the entire world on just this one small field, right, right. Um, because it's such a new space, yeah. and so many things are happening. So, especially for young, uh, driven people, uh, this should be something that you explore. Mm. And obviously,
0: something like this, you know, uh, attracts interest. You know, from tech companies and from other spaces. Can you talk about maybe some of the individuals who have been interested by this and maybe even some of the sponsors that have come on board because they see the potential of this. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, if, if you feel comfortable about telling me who they are, you can. And if you don't, then that's okay.
1: Yeah, a quick note though, before I forget. Uh, so for those who are potentially considering the hackathon, there's actually prize money involved. Oh, of course. Um, and it's not uh, not little. Uh, we have the official prize money is uh, $10,000. US And then on top of that, at last count, we have $17,500 US in bounties that are provided by uh, some of the sponsors. Right. Um, for the sponsors themselves, uh, for those who are not in the kind of crypto space, uh, the more familiar names would be uh, something like MDEC, yep. uh, which who have kindly... Um, kind of supported our efforts here to try and make Malaysia a much more interesting place for Web3 builders. Uh, There is Luno, which is the largest exchange uh, in Malaysia. Um, I mentioned earlier Etherscan and Coingecko. So they're both supporters and sponsors of the event. uh, And, you know, the pride of Malaysia in this space. Uh, There are a bunch of uh, people flying in from around the world. Um, I mentioned Ethereum Foundation researchers who are at the frontier of all of this new technology that's happening. For those who are in the space, they might know Lido Finance, uh, which is a very big uh, staking service right now. So we also have someone from there. Uh, And interestingly, there are a lot of Malaysian founders, as mentioned, who are not necessarily based in Malaysia. And our events like a, almost like a Hari Raya thing where people are getting (laughs) back together, uh, coming back to KL and just sharing about what they've done to people here. So,
0: what about the idea of, like you said you know people from kind of all backgrounds and all different levels of knowledge can be uh, involved in this one way or another for those that might be intimidated by you know, that how are you bridging that gap you know how are you making people who want to come but feel maybe that they, it, it's a bit too highbrow for me and by highbrow a bit too nerdy or whatever you know how do
1: you make it like a level playing field for, for all of these people so i was this You'll have to go and find out for yourself. Right. Um, It doesn't matter what I tell you, you know, if it's intimidating, it's intimidating. But what I can say from all the meetups that we've had before, uh, a lot of the people who even had zero background in the space, uh, they come from it, even if they can't say they've become an expert or or they've learned um, like so much stuff, but they come from it with this feeling that, hey, there is this really cool community um, and there are a lot of people who will be happy to answer my questions. Mm. So even if I come back with a lot more questions that I had coming in. I know there's a bunch of people who can answer these questions Mm, for me. mm. Um, And, you know, we've been around for five years. We have a a Twitter, Telegram. There's a bunch of helpful people in the space. Um, So, yeah, just... Just come.
0: Yeah. What what excites you most about this event in particular? I mean, the stuff that you've got on the program, uh, whether or not it's on there or not, Is it just actually having this event on this scale that is the most important thing to you? Or is it the fact that, you know, you've got this whole community who've decided to chip in? Or is it something that's happening at the actual event?
1: Uh, I would say... Probably all of those things. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've done meetups. We had a, a similar event in May where we had 200 people. Uh, but that was like a half-day event. And now we're pushing ourselves to see if we can do it over a whole weekend uh, with this, you know, thousands of dollars in prize money and bounties. Mm. Um, and maybe one thing that is really cool is that um, if we do this, then we can show that Malaysia has... Um, is a place for builders to come and and build. And it gives this spotlight to Malaysia that maybe has never been there before. Uh, Like a lot of people around the world will come to Singapore or maybe Bangkok and they would skip the country in between. So just to have that name be on the map, I think it's really powerful. And uh, so actually the Ethereum Foundation uh, does this uh, annual conference uh, that is global? It gets maybe ten thousand of the smartest, most capitalised people in one place, and they've already announced that in twenty twenty four it will be in Southeast Asia. So Malaysia is one of the shortlisted countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope that by doing this community event, we can tip the scales in our favour. See, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for running. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> I, 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 how. <laughs> Obviously, there's competition, you know, <laughs> and we know where the competition is coming from. What do we have over our friends over at the courseway that might tip the Ethereum Foundation to come here rather than there?
1: Um, I think one thing is that um, the folks there uh, in the Ethereum Foundation have always been supportive of maybe the less uh, popular or, or less... Um, rich places in the world. Yeah. For example, last year, they did the event in Bogota, Colombia, mm-hmm. of all places. right? Uh, um, so, from that point of view, it helps. Uh, and also, the fact that there is a thriving community, um, the fact that we speak good English, we're way cheaper, um, I think can help tip the scales. But, uh, to be honest, ultimately, it's their decision. Uh, all we can do as a community is just to show them that we're worth supporting. Mm. Did you organize this event with that
0: in mind to help tip the scales or was that, I mean, you're smiling right now, but, you know, was that part of the
1: thought process behind that? Um, Partially, yes. Um, It's also just that uh, the pieces were all in place. Right. That... Uh, You know, we see people like digital nomads who are moving to Malaysia. Mm. Uh, We see uh, local universities supporting our our efforts in doing the community meetups. Um, We see, as mentioned, Malaysia as this ideal place for people to come. And it's objective. It's not just because we're blinded by patriotism. Um, (laughs) And and with all these things in place, um, it felt natural that there would be an Ethereum event. Um, in Malaysia and that happens around the world Mm. Uh, and uh, people like the Etienne Foundation is very supportive so they provided us with a grant uh, to help kick things off Um, and it felt like if we didn't do this then someone else will do it and they might not do it with the values that we have So, yeah, so a bunch of us um, crazily decided to do it on top of our day jobs with no event organizing experience. Um, Always the best kind of events. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) My final question to you then is, you know, what do you feel as though could be the the long term impacts of something like this? You know, uh, of having um, not just this event regularly, but on this scale, are we talking about? potential future investors in KL, potential people migrating here because we see uh, an ecosystem in growth?
1: Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned earlier, like unfortunately, a lot of Malaysian founders, they decide to build their companies outside yeah. in other countries and maybe pay taxes in those other countries. Terrible um, taxes. <laughs>
0: Nobody wants to pay taxes.
1: Well, I mean, it's contributing back to the country. Um, but so... The idea is that uh, if we can show everyone, not just the the future founders, uh, but also the investors, um, the government, um, just the community, like we can show that Malaysia has this talent, has this um, pool, promise that we can uh, yeah. yeah that we can deliver. Um, we obviously believe that it's there, and we just want to make it known to the world. Uh, so hopefully, if it um, grows and continues to do well, uh, first of all, we can retain the values that we have. So we're not going to quote unquote sell out. Mm. Um, and at the same time, then it becomes this, there's a term in the space called shelling point where you become like this, this uh, magnet, this, this um, hub to pull everyone together. Mm. And potentially Malaysia could be that hub for this region. And maybe this region can be the hub for the world over the next 10 years or so. Great. If people want to come, where can they
0: find out more information?
1: So you can go to hack.ethkl.org. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter where we pretty much tweet about the event every day uh, until the event happens. Um, yeah, so those would be good places to Just a reminder of the date that it's happening. So the conference is on the 14th to 15th October. And if you're interested in joining the Hackathon, it starts one day earlier. So on the 13th to 15th.
0: Harith Cameron thank you very much for your time today thanks a lot Richard folks you've been listening to Tech Talk uh, if you missed any part of the show don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you normally get it from I recommend you use the BFM app that is available on the Apple App Store or Google Play BFM 89.9 The Business Station